Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Night Bites. It's your get right for the night. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Today, we have two special guests, one whom you've met before. Did I use that correctly? Did I use whom correctly? Uh, Did I, I sound smart? I, it sounds very sounds smart. I can't, I can't tell you if it's correct or not, but it sounds very just smart. Ruined, I ruined the chance of it sounding him. smart by asking about it. Uh, but anyways, you know one of these people, but the other person is a first-time guest of the podcast, so I'm going to let him introduce himself first, and then we can have our good friend Matt say hello as well. Well, this is me introducing myself. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Luis. Um, I'm a good friend of Anthony and Matt. We all went to college together, uh, spent, what, three of the same courses somehow. Yeah. Something like that. Pretty much, yeah. And uh, we're all we were all media production majors. Um, I'm currently a videographer for a bass fishing company, and uh, yeah, that is currently what I do: produce all in-house content, video, uh, photography, and now I've gotten back into the graphic design. I've been dying to get back into it. The last thing, the last time, I was like doing graphic design i was like 14 on a cracked version of photoshop bro <laughs> dude my like an old dell and i for sure i got the cracked version of work bro and i was like doing like uh, banners and logos for like call of duty teams at the time i'm sure i got a paypal <laughs> with some bands dude i sure i got a paypal somewhere dude and uh oh, man. I, I got i got it was like limewire pretty much at the time just my parents dell and computer was toast bros and my cousin was like an IQ dude and he came over and like wiped the whole computer and it made it fast again, but I lost my Photoshop and never got a cracked version ever again. So this is my first time getting dipping my feet back into the graphic design world. Wow, yeah, that's that's Luis in a nutshell. Um Matt. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> you wanna say what's up to everyone? Uh yo, um, what's up, everybody? Yeah, no, yeah, I, I do, real quick, I do love your comment. That's Luis in a nutshell, man. <laughs> for, for anybody listening, that is 100% Luis all the time. That is not his podcast personality. This is Luis raw in, in his natural habitat. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love about this podcast so far. It's been so easy to just, like, talk normally and not have to, like, a lot of times when you're doing a podcast, you got to come up with research and present stuff and be smart. But here, you don't have to do any of that. You just talk like you normally do. And that's Absolutely. the beauty of yeah, it. Yeah, you ain't got to tell me twice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to make a note, like, also, and 
this is something obviously we we're not able to show, but Luis told us that he's out in like the middle of nowhere, West Texas, <laughs> sitting by a lake or something, <laughs> recording. Yeah, this. Luis, tell us, tell us about your view right now. What are you, what are you looking at? <laughs> so I'm looking at some white rock, uh, some empty RV spaces, and a lake in the distance with like literally, I kid you not, some like cacti and tumbleweeds. <laughs> Yeah, so Luis is out in the middle of nowhere on a shoot right now. So he's just using what are you using? Like cell reception on this call or No, dude, I didn't have cell reception like an hour before I got here. I'm using <laughs> Wi Fi. Somehow somehow there's no cell reception anywhere near here. And I get here and there's this like okay, moderately okay Wi Fi. So I'm doing something. And there's and there's a gas station. There's like two pumps at this freaking store over here. That store that's a kitchen that that like manages an RV and like sells like baits and then has this huge restaurant part to. I don't know what's going on, dude. I really don't know where I'm at. Hey, that's the only thing there. You said what now? <laughs> that's the only thing there. That store, I, I, gas station. Literally, that, there's there's this one like set of lodges. And then there's one down the street and I made an attempt to drive because the guy was like, yeah, he's like the nearest store west is 25 miles that way up the lake. And then he was like, the other nearest store is like southeast back that way is about 30 miles. He's like, so, yeah, dude, like you're you're in the middle of it. And I was like, let me see what this guy's talking about. So I, I hadn't driven past where I had turned into to get to this lodge. So I drove out of here and I tried going right and it just was openness. And I was like, yeah, now I'm turning back around. <laughs> Did, didn't you say um, that guy you were talking to, like that store closed at like 5 p.m. or oh, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, <laughs> it's like 3 o'clock. I got here, it's like 3.30. And the lady's like, the lady in the back is like cooking food. She's like, you want something? You got to figure it out quick. She was like, we close at 4 o'clock. And then the store closed at 5. I was like, well, great. Like, <laughs> I mean, people usually eat dinner at like 5. So I got like yeah, a little bit of spaghetti. That ate a Snickers bar earlier and I got like four granola bars. So I think I'm good for the next two days. Good Lord. <laughs> You're going to have to be rationing by the end. Holy shit. Oh yeah. I'm already, I'm picking out the freaking chocolate chips out of my granola bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, uh, tell everyone what you're doing out there. What, what are you filming? So I work for a bass company called six cents fishing. Uh, I, I've been working six months now. I finally got my first job out of post-graduation, college graduation. Um, so I'm currently working with uh, one of the, I guess I would say, more notable uh, anglers in the Texas uh, bass fishing scene. He's been recognized by Texas Parks and Wildlife and uh, their program that they have, which is called the Shang, and that is documented fish that are starting at over eight pounds but like a true legacy share lunker is over 13 pounds which in the bass world catching over 10 catching an over 10 pound bass is like insane and yeah. this guy has caught uh he caught the second uh biggest bass in the state of texas history uh wow. like a, a month ago and last week i uh, got fired up again and he he's, he's also a fishing guide at this lake over here in west texas and so uh, he, you know, puts his clients onto a lot of big trophy bass, and um, he put his clients onto 
two 14 pounders and a 13 pounder. I think correct me if I'm wrong last week. So dear God, uh, everybody, the team at the team, uh, back at the office was like, yeah, you got to go out there, dude. And, and, uh, get some, uh, hopefully get some footage of that. I, it was, there's a little chance of rain, but I think it's going to be early in the morning. And I think that's pretty much going to be it. So I'm going to be out here for a full day tomorrow and then, uh, head back east, back to, uh, North Houston where, where I work at. So, yeah, this hey. lake is uh, this lake is producing and uh, literally one of the best lakes in the country right now, if not the best. And uh, got this guy's got people traveling from literally all over. I mean, I, I kid you not, like it, it's insane. What what wow. lake is that you're at? So it's called OHIV OHIV Reservoir. I'm gonna have to look that up because that dude, like, yeah, I mean, to I guess further highlight because I I'm a fisherman as well. Um for anybody listening like a 13 pounds doesn't sound like a lot but dude if you catch a 13 pound bass as a bass fisherman you basically just caught a beluga whale like it's one of the greatest (laughs) the biggest bass i've ever caught was maybe i don't know like four or five pounds maybe and i'm i'm even being maybe too generous on that yeah, and yeah, he's no, he put funny. his client on a sixteen pounder, I believe, and then uh, God, dang, one man. of his other close friends caught another sixteen, uh, just early, no, late winter, the end of winter, and yeah, man, it kind of got fired back up. And uh, I mean, granted, he's been catching big ones this whole time, right? But like, just the the um, I guess quantity of of the amount of bass that he's catching over 10 13 pounds and uh yeah it's, it's been getting ridiculous again so i had to hop back out here and uh yeah wow oh okay uh, so you, uh oh no go ahead yeah i was gonna like i'm looking this up right now on my end just because i'm curious where it's at there's a part of me that figured it was like way farther out there. like kind of between what is this like it's like it's west kinda, central texas yeah, it's uh, it's kind of between like Austin, Abilene, and San Angelo, like kind of out in. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, literally. I know plenty of people aren't going to know that, but dude, I look up the lake as well, and on Google, the first picture that pops up is some dude holding just a freaking mondo. Like <laughs> some of the pictures on here are just disgusting. Yeah, it's wow. insane. So wow. the guy I'm filming with, his name's Josh Jones, and social media is Josh Jones Fishing, I believe. And um, yeah, he's the real deal, dude. He's the real deal. That's oh, that's unreal. Oh yeah, God, that's crazy man. What I so would give to you, catch uh, a fish like that. Yeah. How far did you have to drive from where you work? I drove about five and a half hours. Damn. Yeah, it honestly went by very fast, and I think that's just because of the terrain that like changed like so fast. Like, it, I, you know, if, if this like Texas can change so fast, like it'll be <laughs> yeah. vast, it'll be very woodsy, it'll be mountainous in some areas, it'll be very hilly, it'll be flat again, and yeah, it just it it just ranges, and it's uh yeah, I'll tell you what, it's it's freaking dry out here, dude. Like when I got here, it was like <laughs> three o'clock, and it was like a way different heat, bro. Like it was just like, like you know, how you see it in the movies, and everybody's like parched. Yeah, <laughs> like and you can kind of feel yeah. that. Yeah, dude, this is exactly this is like the Sandlot, dude. Like I'm tired of this, Grandpa. Yeah, that's like this is what it is. It's yeah, as as. yeah. One of my least favorite parts about driving in Texas sometimes. If you don't, if you've never gone the route that you're going, or you've never gone to the place that you're driving to, and you just put it on your GPS, and it 
you know, says, do you want to take the fastest route? Sometimes it'll take you through those like back roads, those tiny ass towns where like you're going 60 and then all of a sudden it slows down to like 35 for like a mile. Oh, dude, literally. I mean, <laughs> I was going passing like two little gas stations. It, it said like, oh, there's this little town coming up. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you know, just it'll be good to see, you know, a little bit of buildings. Dude, I passed through and I, <laughs> the city, the city sign, it said the, the city was dual. As the city, like the city line, the city sign said dual, and I passed it, and there was nothing. <laughs> like I passed nothing. Like I, I promise you, there was nothing, like absolutely nothing. Yeah, and I was geez. like, I, I did that like a couple times. So yeah, I was yeah. I I feel like anybody nowadays who says, oh yeah, the Wild West is just part of history now. The Wild West doesn't exist anymore. I'm like. Dude, you guys have clearly not been to. There's parts of the country where it's still truly the Wild West. Like, and West Texas is a great example. Like, out there, if something happens to you, you're you're on your friggin' own, man. Like, yeah, good, good luck. I saw more horses at, at the gas station in trailers than I did cars. Like, oh, I believe way. it, man. That's cowboy sure. country. Sure. Hey, yeah, that you know, some of that stereotype for Texas still exists in certain areas, like. Like yeah, it's not all horses, but like in some places it still is. Some places it still is. It really dude. is, dude. I I went to this one little one stop sign town at some point on the way over here, and I kid you, not, I was turning right. When I turned right, there was like a line of cars that were you know at the at the at the stop sign, and all three of those cars gets on. One of the dudes had I, I, I swore he had like a piece of straw in his mouth. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Yeah. It, it's about as as it's get as it gets over here, dude. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean a lot of those a lot of those little towns too, it's so funny when they try and have a certain attraction to like bring people in and be like, Oh, it's the world's largest doll museum. And you're like, What is this? <laughs> what am I looking at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean if, if, the world, if you... the world's largest tumbleweed. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like if you think about it, if you like if you're in any of the big cities in the texas triangle like dallas down to austin san antonio corpus maybe um then over to houston like unless you're in like down along those highways i-35 and i-45 dude like texas is texas like i know people um or like i have family who are like the truest form of texans like they have the crazy draw they wear cowboy boots and jeans all the time even when it's freaking 100 degrees out yeah. Um, they still like ride horseback when they're, they have to get some work done. Like Texas definitely lives up to it. If you're moving, if you go outside of those cities, but I mean, even then I've, there was one time I was like still living in Dallas, dude. And I was driving down the highway and some dude was like on horseback over off like, um, on the frontage road, just, you know, trotting along. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell are you doing out here, dude? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, dude, in Austin, you still see people riding horses sometimes and you're like, damn, Austin's probably the one of the most progressive cities in the state. So, yeah, uh, not probably. It's a hundred percent the most progressive yeah. state. There's no question. No, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> keep yeah, Austin man. weird, man. Yeah, yeah. Keep Austin weird, huh? Keep Austin expensive. Really dumb about it. Keep it expensive, annoying, inconvenient. There, yeah, there you go, dude. Traffic over there, god awful. I was telling I was telling Cisco about it in the last podcast, but it would take me sometimes like an hour to get to work. 
sometimes an hour and a half if there's any type of traffic accident. So really, uh, really not good. But then Elon Musk built his uh, underground tunnel, right? Something the like the boor the boring company, right? You know, is that is that what you're talking about? I don't about? exactly. It's like a underground freeway, like a couple lane highway. Yeah, I I think that's called the Boring Company. Is like, this a real thing? Yeah, no, it's a real like yeah. he's I don't know how active it is right now or if he's veered off from it, but like in LA he started this company called the Boring Company and the whole point was to literally bore out a tunnel system under the streets of LA. And then it's almost like a train system but for your car like there would be areas yeah. where you drive over it takes you by elevator down in your car and the car gets put on a rail system and sends off to whatever destination you like location you want in the city then you come back out and drive away and the idea is to like um greatly reduce the amount of traffic in the streets or something like that yeah we need that yeah, I, oh, I believe it. Like, there, Houston, Dallas could definitely use it. Like, all those cities. Okay, Dallas has the worst infrastructure of, like, dude. Bro, it's a mess. The time I've spent in downtown Dallas, like, when I just look up the buildings, like, I don't know, it just, it just doesn't look appealing, like, at all. I don't know. Dude, li- like, driving around there. Like, what's funny, so I'm I'm a Kansas boy. Like, you guys know that. And Kansas people pride ourselves with being the nicest, like some of the most friendly people you'll ever meet. And that also reflects, for the most part, in our driving. Like when you're in Kansas, like you come up to a four-way stop. If there's you and another person stop at the same time, I I shit you not, we'll spend 20, 30 seconds sitting there trying to wave each other on. Like, come on. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, you. I No. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, you. And like I lived in Dallas for a year and my girlfriend even at one point told me she's like honestly you're starting to like scare me a little bit like you're becoming too much a dallas driver and i was like no way (laughs) the one thing i've learned moving to houston is like you gotta know how to navigate that i-45 traffic bro like you gotta be you gotta be a nascar driver sometimes dude sometimes you gotta just oh my god you gotta bite your thumb and be patient bro like it's yeah dude you gotta be zooming in out of there dude i was dude my girlfriend picked me up and like i like we were here for like a month and we we're just working and I hadn't really like drove with her, like with her driving. And like, she picked me up and went to go get lunch. And like, dude, she was zooming through this traffic. I was like, Oh my God, she learned very fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Sometimes you just gotta like, can't second guess, bro. If you second guess, you miss your opportunity. It's like, you just gotta go. Yeah, dude. And everyone I, just kind of knows how to move. I do not enjoy living in big cities. It's just like, I, I honestly, like, I feel like if I lived in Dallas too long, I, I'm confident I would develop a bald spot. <laughs> like, de- I'm dead serious, too. I'm not even trying to make a joke. Like, I'm convinced I would eventually de- start balding and have another, like, stress-related, like, outcomes. I remember Serge wanted me to come take some, like, engage- like proposal pictures at this park in Austin when he proposed. And... He sends me the address, and as I'm getting closer to there, I realize it's it's one of those like townhome apartment areas <laughs> with the narrowest roads, bro. Like, oh god, like, no! Only one car can squeeze through that street at a time, and there's people parking. So it's like, 
there's no parking. There's no normal parking spaces. So I have to parallel park in this road that's only big enough for one car at a time. So I'm like praying as I'm trying to park that like no one's coming down the road because like then you could just get stuck. And it was the Jeez. worst parking experience I've ever had. And it was such a busy park. Like I don't know how people did it, but it was it was insane. That sounds horrible. <laughs> and thankfully, someone was leaving right as I left. Like the person next to me was leaving. Otherwise, I don't know how would how I would have gotten out of that spot. Like God, I was wedged dude. in there so tightly. Yeah. Jeez. I probably would have just sat yeah. in my car and waited. <laughs> dude. I would have just been stuck until the next person came it's and left. It's like nighttime. I was like, all right, I guess we'll get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm sleeping here. Yeah. Sorry, Serge. I don't think we're going to get pictures done this evening. <laughs> God dang, anyway, man. Sorry, Serge. I'm, uh, you know, getting my insurance out. I just crashed. <laughs> a little one-way street. Dude, that job I was doing when I was living in Dallas for the year, our work vehicle was like a big old Chevy Suburban. Yeah. And not just in Dallas, but like we were, I personally, like that job was taking me all around Texas. But I kept finding myself in downtown areas having to find areas to uh, park or temporarily park this basically a bus and unload <laughs> all this crap. And then you have every like – um, freaking parking ticket attendant in the world pacing around like you're bolting your eyes around like I swear if I see him coming I'm hopping in this thing and I'm gone like dude yeah, is vultures, it man. was oh my god you leave unattended for <laughs> two minutes you come back oh there's a ticket I kid you not like I actually parked at a uh, University of Texas on their campus like we had to park and load some stuff we walked inside like oh my god I cannot express this enough we loaded up this car with all of our shoot, like our video equipment. We walk inside. I come out once we're settled, and sure as shit, the parking dudes were already there. I was like, I'm convinced that they saw us park there and like get out to do our stuff, and they were just waiting for us to go inside and hop out because they were on it like the second yeah. we were inside. It was unreal. Yeah, That's what they live for. It's like Tammy CC, bro. That's what they did to me every time. Oh, oh dude, God. that parking that that parking pass was a scam. Never paid for one. I never paid for one in my four years there. Never paid for one, and I got one ticket, bro. That's it. <laughs> nah, man, they were they were on me for some reason, bro. I don't know, like they didn't like me or something. They didn't like my, like my car. Like I don't know what it was, but like, bro, I swear to God, I had, I did, I got one freshman year. Cause I lived on campus. So like they just gave me one. I didn't have to pay for it. Um, but, and then I used that one my sophomore year cause they didn't really, my sophomore year, they didn't really check the date on the pass. So I got to use it for like at least half a, I, I got to use it for at least a whole semester in my sophomore year that they didn't check. And then spring of my, uh, sophomore year, they caught it and they gave me like a warning ticket and then I still didn't change it. And then they gave me a ticket for like thirty bucks, and I didn't, I didn't pay it for like half a year, um, until they said they were gonna like increase it or something, and then so I just paid it eventually. Oh, but man. then, bro, they scammed me, because, so for my junior year, since that happened in my sophomore year, I was like, okay, I'll just get it for the fall semester. I'll get a, I'll get a one semester pass, and so I got it, had no problems that semester. But then spring came, and I didn't renew it. And usually they give you like a one week like leniency, like, okay, you got to renew your pass. I'll give you the first week that you come back. It's fine. 
literally the Monday of the second week, I parked there. And I had bought the spring pass, but I just hadn't received it yet. But if you run the plates, you're supposed to see that, like, you know, I have it mm-hmm. registered to me, even though I don't have it on my car. But the guy, like, the cop writes me a ticket for, like, $85. And I think I remember showing Matt. I, I think he, I think he did, yeah. And he writes me a ticket for $85. Something like... I had the wrong type of pass. It wasn't even it wasn't even that it, my pass was expired or anything cuz I still had my expired one there. It was something completely different like I Oh my god, wrong, I remember this, it wasn't dude. Even a parking pass. It wasn't like you know, he was like, trying to get that commission, dude. Yeah, he was trying. He was trying so hard and uh it was so funny because <laughs> I just appealed it and I and I got it appealed but <laughs> I didn't even like send in them court a in court for a freaking college campus like freaking dude dude it was ticket. so funny I didn't even I was like oh shit I'm gonna have to have a court date and shit but thankfully I just sent it because <laughs> they had an online portal where you could just send a a dispute and they didn't even like really look at it they just they just accepted it and <laughs> they're like nah you don't have to do it so all right like, this guy Man. wrote too much we'll just give it to him it's like yeah, yeah. we know this guy he probably done this before. Dude, I freaking Dude, remember this though. You showed me that ticket, and there was literally like a note on it that said, "Yeah, um, yep. that this was the wrong pass for where you parked here." Some, some, yeah, dumb. Yes, I remember that. That was, was so oh, I was so man. mad that day. I was mad that day. Dude, while we're on the topic of traffic and Lightning McQueen, let's talk about that shuttle that TBCC freaking brought in there, dude. That was going about <laughs> of two miles an hour. Oh my the, god! The that little was the automated thing. thing ever. I never once saw someone ever. in that. I never once no. saw someone riding in that. I was walking faster than it. Swear. No, no, it was that, that dumbest, 100% true. dumbest idea. Because not only would it go slower than you could walk, but then you had to like wait for it at a stop. Because it only stop at certain points. It's not like it would just stop for you and you could get on. You had to go <laughs> to the designated stop. You could just look at it crawling towards the stop if you're sitting there and be like, eh, I'm just gonna walk to my class. Imagine if that thing malfunctioned, dude, just kicked it into like a fifth gear real quick and just like wheelied and just took off. <laughs> the worst find you find you with all four people that it could fit inside. Yeah. Man. The worst would be like when I was leaving sometimes because I'd park by the Oh damn. Well I don't remember what the building was called. Where all our media classes were, right by the parking lot. They all yeah, Bay Hall, man. I would park by Bay Hall. I would be leaving, but maybe I'd be on my phone a split second too long, and that slow ass thing would be in front of me, and I'd be like, ah, well, got your like, ass, eh. dude. I'm just crawling behind it, like waiting for it to get to the stop sign. I'm like, dude, please, <laughs> hurry up. Got got, <laughs> dude. Like, in all fairness, like that was such a PR stunt, like. I, I love that. Yeah, one thousand percent. But but I will say, like, I love the idea of it. It's just, you know, if I was the head of that project, it'd be one of those things like, look at what we have, look at what we can do, whatever. But I'm not gonna like open it up to the public until I'm like, I have a piece of equipment that actually makes sense. But yeah, that little thing, as you guys said, held maybe maybe a max of four people, and we might even be including the attendant that had to ride in there all the time yeah. in case. You remember that? Yeah, there was always somebody that just sat in there. In case it malfunctions. <laughs> oh, Dude. So funny, and man. so it's like, 
I was definitely like, I, I was impressed to a degree because like, okay, like the, the idea of this kind of technology is pretty dope, but the fact that we're going to unveil it and be like, here you go, college students, you guys can use it around campus. I'm like, bro, what college kids are going to actually use this? Like what, what kid wants to be seen riding in that thing when their classmates are walking faster than it every, uh, you know, I think it went that slow just so they wouldn't face any legal action of it hitting somebody. Cause dude, you could like break both of my, you could break both of my legs and I could drag myself faster than that thing. Yeah. So there's like no way, (laughs) there's like no way you could get hit by it. No, I think maybe their, their reasoning for that. I, I would, I'm, I want to believe that's the case Found because if that truly was the like max speed that thing could go, <laughs> I I will be so depressed that that and, they and were I actually swear, like, look at what I we swear, did. I swear I saw it on a flatbed one time. Not even joking. <laughs> it makes sense, dude. That thing was like, it's <laughs> that thing was maybe a little bit bigger than a smart car. Like and that it was thing like a was bus, too. like it was like a the like the smallest the world's smallest bus. Yeah, probably. I it's the smart car version of a bus. Like three or there four people could smart stand bus. up in there. Yep, there you go. We figured it out. It was so stupid. Like that thing did a little tiny square. Like its route was like a square. Mm-hmm. And and it's like um I literally can see the end of your route from yeah. the beginning of it. Like I, uh... not, like there's there was no point in that and other than to be like, oh, wow, look at the future. Yeah. Now, it would be dope if one day, like years from now, we have those kind of things. But like, you know, bigger, better, whatever. They're doing the job of like what typical buses or transit does. And everybody keeps referring to like the bus that, you know, started it all out down at A&M University Corpus Christi. And then it's like, hey, guys, we saw that. <laughs> and then all of a sudden yeah, it goes from yeah. being really lame to the coolest thing ever. Like, we got to see that. And like... I, I could have ridden on it, but I just didn't want to because, well, you know. Oh, yeah. man. No, I don't even think it was the first, though. So it was just like, what are you doing? I think yeah. UT had it. UT had one first. You know what would have really been revolutionary is if they made like a roller coaster style track that was up in the air. And that's where the tram was on or whatever. It was like a little tram and it would just stop at the different buildings and there'd be like a platform that you could get off. That would be that, cool. You know, there needs, be, there needs to be, like, a shuttle dude who's, like, in a golf cart that just, like, hauls ass. If you're late to an exam, you pay, like, a $10, $10 fee or something, and he just, like, hauls ass to your freaking building. Like, that would be, that'd be how many, awesome. How much money the university would scam us out of if they, if they had that? Like, Bro, yeah, like a little – it's, like, a little taxi area, but it's, like, with golf carts. And <laughs> dude, swear that would be incredible. You just hail them. You just, hey, 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 over here. I got a 930. Uh, you got like a 930? Wave, wave down. Oh, he him down. He's like, hold on to the side. He's already like five people in it. <laughs> Dude, if, if they ever implemented something like that, we oh, would never man. get emails or calls or anything ever again from the Alumni Association saying, donate today because they, they would be so loaded with cash. They're like, honestly, hey, alumni, here you go. We're paying off your loans now. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, God. I feel like as engaging as the alumni was, like when you graduate, like I have not felt that energy after graduating. <laughs> no. Like, no, it's like asking for money and like a whole bunch of other stuff. And then like, there's like, oh, there's one event. It's like down in Corpus. Like, dude, am I really going to drive all the way down there for like freaking like a taco yeah, Tuesday? Man. Like, come on, dude. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's so funny because 
literally they haven't hit me up a single time since like the end of the graduation until I think New Year's or something. And they're like, hey, make a donation. Support <laughs> yeah, your I know. Like, for this on, year. Dude. I'm like, huh. Yeah. I'm like, Here, bro, I'm this, still – I'm still paying <laughs> off my uh, current stuff, let alone donate. Like, I ain't got that money sitting around ready to be dropped. Sure, I'll back. donate my loan. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> dang, man. Don't worry, you're still getting money from me. Yeah, the, the balls on them to ask us for money when clearly all of us are sitting on loans right now. Yeah, like yeah. you didn't give me five parking tickets already, <laughs> trying to get me. <laughs> It, it never ends. Never ends, man. Amen to that. Do you want a truck? A high pollutant truck? Don't go green. Go in danger with the Bearcat Bison 3000. We promise to pollute the airways that have never been imagined before. Choose from our sturdy lineup of fossil fuel eating packages. Start off with our diesel option. That gets an estimated five miles to the gallon. Feeling a little more dangerous? Go with our coal option. Burn the finest coal with our custom twin furnace engines. And it wouldn't be in danger without our premium interior seating packages. Ranging from Falcon to Flying Squirrel. Stop by our dealership today to get your very own Bearcat Bison. We hope to see you soon. kind of been like i don't know i feel like it for spending so much time day to day to day like with classes and year after year and then like splitting and like just i don't know like i always hear like i don't know growing up i would always hear like oh like yeah like you know happens and you know you you think you're gonna keep in contact with everybody and it's just like it's not even so much of like not even wanting to reach out to like your friends or anything it's just like like i don't know time just flies by i felt like yeah. i like time has been a blur for me the last like eight months and like i'm just like damn like i would always be the type of person to, like man it's not hard to send a text to someone see how they're doing and like it it really is like some people just don't yeah. understand and like especially like in the media world like if you're like on set or you're constantly filming you're constantly working like, like going from shoot to shoot like it's it's really tough like the last thing you're like in the text like you know what i mean like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah the it, world it of media like is like we we spent so much time day-to-day basis and it was so fast so easy for us to like get separated communication wise it's like i don't know like you know we're not the only uh, you know group of friends that go through that but it was just pretty insane we hung out like literally on a daily basis like weekends everything yeah like, it was, yeah. yeah yeah no definitely on your point about the world of media dude that like people who work in the world of media and video production all that stuff like you basically live in a different plane of existence from oh yeah most crazy. most other people that you know so yeah, yeah and, and I like know. i i usually travel solo because you know i'm the only in-house videographer but 
you know, like I had, uh, we filmed a big tournament recently and I had my coworker who I share an office with, he runs all our social medias and, uh, he was, he, he operated his boat as my camera boat. And dude, it was so great to have someone to just like have conversation with on the drive over there. Like instead of like listening to podcasts or like, I don't know, just music, getting tired of the same old playlists and stuff that you have like on your music apps or whatever. Like it was so nice to have like just someone to talk to. Cause like, I don't know, sometimes I just do like, you have so much time to think, man. I'm sure you like remember that, like just driving place to place. Maybe, maybe you didn't have time to think cause you had a whole crew, but like, I don't know, driving solo sometimes I'm just like. Man, I have too much time to think. Like, I need, I need some conversation. Like, yeah. yeah, dude, podcasts. Like to me, um, some of the podcasts I listen to, I, it, it's weird. Like, like what you're saying, when you're on the road for so long, it, there is like that disconnect of, damn, I don't have humans to talk to. So, like, I'll go down my like contact list and call different people. Be like, yo, what's up? How are you guys doing? But um, I've used podcasts as a way to almost like cheat that feeling of being a part of a conversation like when you hear two people on a podcast talking and you're like listening to it it almost feels like you're the third member just not yeah participating you're you're just like an idol third member and it's weird i've had podcasts at times where like i get so into them i just you know the road just disappears for me and then i get to where i'm going i'm like oh sweet i'm already here but otherwise yeah like i've had times i'm sitting there listening to music and I almost go like numb to it because it's like, it's not the same, but you know, you can only listen to music so long before it's like your brain just kind of just starts going numb to music in general. And oh, yeah, at yeah. that point it's like, uh Oh, I'm too bored now. Yeah. yeah I hate funny. every single one of my favorite songs. Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's it. It's honestly kind of why I decided like for this podcast, it's kind of why I decided on the length of like an hour to like an hour and a half is because i i felt that similar like thing where if i'm on the road i just want something that i can listen to for a while Mm because after you know if i if i listen to something like 10 15 minutes then when that's over i'm kind of like damn (laughs) like what do i got you know i I kind of feel like i feel like the nature of how social media and like specifically with tiktok and instagram how instagram's kind of like recreating its own you know like TikTok format as, as far as like the reels, the reels part of it. Like, I feel like it's almost translating into podcasts because like everything's just becoming shorter and shorter and shorter. Yeah. Favorite crime, like yeah. a lot of my favorite crime podcasts, like they went from being like a couple months back, they went from being an hour long, long and parts to it to, you know, a new season of podcasts and each one's like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I'm like, dude, like I, I'm like running out of it and I'm blowing through these like seasons of podcasts and I'm like getting frustrated because like you said, like, like, I don't know, I feel like podcasts are, like, for a lot of, you know, busy people and people that, you know, have a busy, you know, travel, work life or whatever. And, like, for instance, I was on the road for five hours and, like, I did listen to two crime podcasts that were both, like, an hour long. So, granted, there goes two and a half hours right there, basically, and the other half, yeah. you know, music and, yeah. you know, phone call or whatever. But, like, exactly like exactly that. Like, if I didn't, you know, I don't know, I, I literally probably would have deleted Spotify had I not had, you know... <laughs> like longer form podcast but i feel like it's just becoming shorter everything's becoming shorter and shorter and shorter and i don't know i feel like that's almost it's the like algorithms a, now it is it is the algorithms and i feel like it's almost like a reflection of the average humans like um attention span because I, I i don't know i think it's like you have three seconds on instagram to catch someone's attention and like it 
tells you what colors yeah. and this is yeah. and that, what type of frames, you know, catch people's attention, you know, more or more likely to catch people's attention. But I don't know. I feel like it's like podcast is one of those things where personally, like I need that in a longer form. Like, Yeah. Yeah. And I was, yeah, I, I had that kind of thought with Surge when we were kind of coming up with the idea we're like, oh, do we want to do like 20 minutes, 30 minutes? And then we're just kind of like, nah, let's just do it longer. Cause I mean, I, I value those type of conversations cause it makes me feel like I'm, you know, catching up with my friends, you know, when I'm having long conversations. So I was like, I kind of yeah, want that vibe. And, you know, if people can't listen to it in one go, it's not like they're just going to not listen. They'll just come back and finish it later. It's not like, you know, you have to sit down in one go and hear the whole thing. Um, so yeah. I, that's why I decided, but I, I do see why a lot of people, I think, it's easier to get podcasts suggested on platforms like YouTube and stuff like that if they're shorter because um, it's easier to get people uh, to last like the whole duration because I think watch time is a yeah. huge factor when it comes to getting suggested on YouTube. So I think that's why a lot of people are doing it, but I don't really know. I think I just prefer personally like a longer style. So that that's probably just me and that experience, like you said, of just like, being on the road a lot, you know, especially when I had to go, when I went back home from Tamu CC or, and then had to come back, you know, that's like a four hour drive, four and a half. So it's like, I'm used to those long drives where I got to like listen to something. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it really is kind of personal preference. You get some people who don't have the time or really the want to commit to something too much of long form. Um, you know, you yeah. kind of see that with some movies nowadays, too. Like, dude, people will go to the big popcorn flicks, but the there's so many audience members that are, like, unless there's a lot of expo explosions and action and all that stuff, like, the biggest, gro the highest grossing films are sometimes, like, the films that have no story whatsoever. They're just a mess of explosions and so uh, <laughs> CGI, like, something that grabs people's attention for two hours long. But, like, some of the best films out there, people are like, oh, it's just too boring. It's like, no, it's not too boring. You're just – you've let your brain go to mush, basically. Like, you just can't commit to something for longer than, you know, like what you guys are saying, longer than a few seconds or a few minutes. Yeah, or they'll do, like, a part one, part two now for, like, movies. Or they'll do, oh, here's the extended cut. And the extended cut's really, like, what the whole movie should have been. Yeah. Oh, I had a crime one like, that okay. was ten parts, dude. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah man they're getting crazy with that it's kind of weird oh my god did um i went to top gun the other night or yet last night and um they had the preview for the new uh mission impossible and it came out it was like mission uh, the title card came up mission impossible you know whatever the title was part one i'm like bro stop yeah. no we don't need more than oh, god hey pretty soon short films are going to be regular films dude then, we're yeah we're approaching regular films fast. are gonna be like the long films old movies speaking of short films Matt, didn't you work on that uh deep in the heart film that's gonna be airing tomorrow right or friday no i i tried to work on it like um i they had an internship program that i um applied to and god dude i wanted to work on that film so bad um and then when they when they posted who officially got it, like they sent out the emails of like, all right, Hey everybody, thanks for applying, whatever. Um, but we went with a different candidate and I, they posted the person, like their 
Instagram handle, and I was like, all right, let's let's look at this scumbag who took my job, and I click it, and I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. He's really good. <laughs> all right, Matt, I'm going to give you another chance. We're going to rewind that and just say yes. Just say you did. Yeah, no, dude, Nobody I wish. Will know. Nobody will know anything. Yeah. I, I did actually go to the um, opening of it, though. They did the uh, – just when I was, like, in the process of moving to College Station from Dallas, um, they had the world premiere of it at the Earth X Film Festival in Dallas. So I was able to go check it out um, and be a part of that first crowd. And I will I will tell you guys, dude, be, if you are a Texan – I mean, really, anybody should watch this. But if you're a Texan or somebody who lives and loves Texas – you have to see this film like it is impeccable I feel like it hits every single like point about texas oh it's it does such a great job at truly showing that you know a lot of people kind of get this idea of what texas is to some degree but this film like highlights so like it, it shows that texas goes so much deeper than a couple big cities that everybody knows or some cowboys it's like no dude texas is like this incredibly diverse world beyond like just the few cities here you know yeah yeah definitely so, there's definitely parts the... in it where they you're sitting there going are are we being punked right now there's no way that this is in texas like that does not look like texas but you know how was y'all's adjustment uh with your first move after graduating whether that was back home or to a new city or whatever mm. um my first well my first move after college was like in the middle of covid so i just went back home for the time being and honestly it was fine i guess because i think myself and everybody else was like we were all struggling because of covid so i I don't think any move i would have done would have been like easy or seamless or anything Mm. yeah yeah i mean i i went back home uh and then I was going to move in. I was going to get an apartment with Serge in Austin later that year, which was last year. Uh, but then I forgot exactly what factors led to me not. Uh, I think it was. Oh, yeah, I was going to go to like. Uh, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go back to school or not. So I decided against it. Since I didn't have that much money since I just started working at my job, like not that long before. So I didn't have much saved up. So I decided to wait until the end of the year to make a decision. And then that was December. And then in December, I decided that I wanted to uh, like leave and go to Japan and teach. So I decided to stay home and just save up for that, which will be next year at the beginning T- of the tell year. Tell us so. more about that. How did, how did that come up? Because I don't know. what. When I caught up with you a while back and I talked to you and you told me that, I was like, dude, where the hell did this come from? I was like, that's, it was so crazy. How did that come up and, like, what made you want to go that route, like, with the life path? Um, Well, I think for a while I was pretty bummed out that I, I just didn't feel like I was going in a direction that I really wanted to be going, like, as far as, like, a career. I wanted to do a lot of my own things. I wanted to eventually have my own studio or whatever where I could uh, create like travel documentary type videos. And it just wasn't really to a point where 
like me, Serge, and Cisco could really film enough because we all had our our jobs that we were working and we didn't have enough money to really go travel places to do cool things, cool videos or anything like that. And we just didn't have the time to all meet up and coordinate it. So I was pretty frustrated for a time being during that portion of last year, like the spring of last year, I was like, damn, I have this job, but you know, it's not really like a long-term thing. And I don't really know where I'm going to jump to after. And so I kind of just started thinking about like, how can I travel? How can I see different places that I want to see um, in a way that's like financially possible? And so I just started looking at options and I found that, you know, foreign uh, teachers are needed to teach English in like a bunch of places and like pretty much every foreign country, they are looking for people to teach them English. So it was, you know, one of those things where it's like, you know, if you get a certification, it opens up a a wide array of doors where you can go explore different places and ultimately what I want to do is go to different countries uh, I'll be able to work there and sustain myself financially and then I'll be able to also make videos there and travel and see different places which has been you know the ultimate goal of mine so it's kind of how I came to that decision and you're gonna operate I guess technically as a travel vlogger pretty much yeah i mean i want to do like cinematic style youtube videos so not necessarily like a typical travel vlog more okay um a little bit more narration and storytelling in it um, gotcha. a little more uh carefully selected shots and organization than me just running around with a camera pointed at me doing stuff yeah, uh you know some scripting some planning uh with some vlog elements mixed in but uh yeah it's i mean i'm gonna have my first go around probably later this year um i'm gonna try you know going to a couple different places i might go back uh to puerto rico which i haven't been to in a while it's where part of my family's from so i'll have some chances to try and practice the style that i want to have by the time i go to japan but yeah i'm excited for it oh yeah dude, dude what a freaking epic um what an epic experience all that will be for you too yeah yeah, yeah that'll, you'll thing feel like too. 10 years in two i'm sure yeah man i just wanted like i wanted to challenge myself because i feel like i haven't i haven't really challenged myself too much in my life like too many times I haven't really faced adversity and I feel like, you know, putting myself in a, in a situation where I, I'm not familiar with a language or a culture or really like a whole society and having to adjust to that is going to be a big test, but it's one that I'm like kind of looking forward to because I want to see how I adapt in certain situations. So that was another thing too. It's like, I just want to have like an experience that can help shape me as an adult and that I can carry with me for the rest of my life. And I feel like that's one of those where like you move to another country that has a culture that you're not familiar with, you know, it's really something that will stick with you. So I just kind of wanted that too. Um, no, I, I mean, and I, I tell like almost everybody I know, it's like, dude, at some point in your life, get outside of the United States for like a trip or, I mean, in your case, yeah. you're kind of going to the more extreme end, but yeah, man, <laughs> I mean, 
it it makes you look at i guess the world so much differently and then also there's like there's things when you go to other countries when you come back to the u.s you're like oh my god thank god for this kind of stuff or you know like when i went to spain years ago they just don't cook their like fried or greasy food the same like it's just not how they do stuff so when i came home and i was able to get a good greasy fat burger oh (laughs) tasted incredible dude (laughs) yeah man you just learn to appreciate you know you appreciate you know the way certain people do things differently you appreciate and then you also appreciate the way that you're used to things being done it's like you just get a greater appreciation overall i feel like oh 100 percent yeah no that that'll that'll be that'll be insane and i mean obviously like you're gonna have to tell us all about like you're gonna have to tell us every little detail about that oh yeah man and that's i think also like the i feel no pressure with the youtube channel because my whole like thought behind it is that like I'm going to treat it as if I'm just making these videos for like my friends just to kind of give them updates on, on what I'm doing. So that's kind of how I'm going to think about it. You know, I'm not really going to think about it in terms of like, Oh, how do I grow this channel? What are people going to want to see? What are the analytics going to favor? It's just going to be you know, whatever I'm doing. So and I think that's the best way to approach it too. Yeah. I want to keep it authentic and, you know, feeling natural and stuff like that. So, yeah. It's going to be tough talking to y'all, though. 14-hour time difference. God dang, it's 14 hours? <laughs> I didn't realize it was that nuts. Yeah, it's uh, right now over hey, there. I'll it's... pick up it <laughs> Good Hell, yeah. It's, uh, what time is it over there? 11? 11, 11, 11 uh, a.m.? Yeah. It's 11 a.m. right now? Yeah. Talking about getting your day started. Wow, dude. Yeah, I'll be able, because the thing is, I still want to do this podcast too, hopefully, if it's still going. Uh, I still want to do it when I'm over there, because obviously it's possible, but uh, what we'd probably have to film, well, actually not probably, we would have to film during the weekends, would be the only chance, um, or like, it could be Friday night for y'all, and then it would be Saturday morning for me, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, man, I, I, right now I haven't really put much thought into like, you know, how I'm going to communicate with everyone because, <laughs> uh, I don't really want to think about it right now because I know it's going to be tough, but, uh, mm-hmm. it's probably, yeah, going to have to figure out like a day of the week or something to catch up with everyone. It's going to be weird. Yeah. I well, mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you'll... we definitely got to meet up soon now that we're all kind of central in Texas a little bit or as far as our yeah, we have, like, a middle point nearby we're closer all of us like in general yeah, than we ever have been since leaving definitely i think everyone's in and everyone's in texas for the most part now out of like most yep. of the close friend group that we had mm-hmm. oh yeah i wanted to talk well, a little bit about uh our experience uh f- filming miasma because that was our that was kind of our uh our first time working together like all of us um, except me i was off to the side <laughs> oh yeah you were yeah. in the other group damn I, yeah i wish you'd been on miasma with us that would have been fun <laughs> it, yeah it, it's all yeah. good so my fun, my my ride's actually here oh, but okay, uh, okay. i'm sure you can uh share some of our experiences with that um, yeah for sure well i appreciate left anyways I appreciate y'all having me on regardless and uh, it was really good catching up with y'all and 
hearing what y'all been up to and uh, hopefully gave some enjoyable <laughs> insight for the, the viewers. Out. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, you'll find something about up soon. Yeah, and we'll definitely have you back on in future episodes as well. So, hell it's yeah. not the last well, time we're hearing from Luis. But yeah, appreciate you not. stopping by. Good luck on your hell show yeah, tomorrow. dude. Appreciate it. I'll be in contact with you guys again shortly after this. All right, man. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure, buddy. All Have right. fun with uh, all the the fishing happening. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, all right, guys. <laughs> Have a good one. All right, man. Ta later. Take care, buddy. But yeah, no. Um, you know, we'll actually we'll actually save that. We'll save that. We're actually approaching an hour, so we've we've pretty much uh, had a good conversation here. But I want to save it actually for when Cisco comes back. Uh, yeah. So that way we can have. <laughs> actually, you know, Cisco and Sergio too, because we were all uh, Miasma crew. That was mm. uh, <laughs> that was an experience, and that kind of kickstarted a lot of our future uh, projects. A lot of which, you know, never got finished. But yeah. It just we'll, kind of we'll kickstarted all, all that. We'll also have to definitely talk about working on Companion, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Y'all have to talk about that because that Dude. was... Uh, what a Sergio, <laughs> Sergio had some crazy experiences Yeah. Um, that I think he <laughs> he said he was still kind of traumatized by. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It, it, it's funny because it's like, all the, because I think it was Cisco, Serge, and Luis. They all worked the summer before me, and yeah. dude, the experience they had versus what I had was night and day different. I mean, partly my experience was affected by the fact that COVID kind of broke out, so it was a much smaller crew, and everybody was playing double duty because we weren't having a ton of people involved. But they were working with a lot more people, and some of the people they were working with, if I remember correctly, were. Um, you know some pretty interesting characters or something like that so i know yeah for for me it's like it was a really cool experience and i definitely have some fun stories but they have more of the crazy stories that definitely get yeah. more laughs i guess honestly i think you know i don't really work in film anymore uh but some of the most fun i had in school was just working on set just being with people because you just see things and hear things <laughs> that you won't anywhere else. And it's just like, what is going on here sometimes? You just have to Dude. be there to understand it. Uh, but yeah. we'll try and get the guys on there <laughs> to explain yeah. some of the stuff. Fil but Film life is one of the weirdest things ever. Like, I already it, know. It if... almost feels to me like being in some sort of weird summer camp where, you know, you're just with this group of people uh for you know it could be a week could be a few months you never know but like you just you don't know what to expect i mean you know honestly to... like that is one of the best explanations i've ever heard and i'm not even joking <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god that is so accurate um, it's just a weird summer camp for you know, it is a very weird summer camp that is oh my lord that is ridiculous like yeah i mean i've I worked on that film, but we were working on the second half of it, and that was nine days straight um, out in the middle of nowhere, Texas, at the beginning of the summer. It was hot as balls. I mean, yeah, definitely like, st yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it was nuts. And then I've worked on TV shows, which have taken 
actually the one show I talked about the last time, um, I think they just fit, like wrapped up, finally finished filming and all that stuff. Oh, wow. And that was like a year worth of production. Um, but I worked on it for a vast majority of it. And like, yeah, it's, it's one of those, man, you're going through stuff with all these other people. You're in, you get to know people very well. You deal with them yeah. like for long periods of time. And there's really, I think no industry like the film industry it's, or the film no. and television and no. their Definitely video production. Not. It's, so, a, it's yeah. a world of its own. <laughs> it's a world of its own. In oh, a good way, I think. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say good and bad. There's plenty yeah, of bad with of it, too. But, yeah, I mean, it's one of those jobs that you look back years after the fact and go, wow, I, I did the thing. I, I did the thing in such a weird... Yeah, and I feel, like, I feel like you have... You always have great stories to tell of, you know, just weird experiences, awesome experiences. Mm-hmm. It definitely makes for good storytelling. I feel like if you work on a set, you've mm-hmm. got stories. And you hear them all the time from people who work in Hollywood. They yeah. never are short on stories. So if you want to ever have, you know, crazy stories to tell your friends, you know, film is a decent place to get a career, <laughs> you know, if you want to have those those kind of conversation starters. Yeah. I but I mean, much. if you want to work in a cubicle and talk about Greg over in accounting and how he, uh, uh, Greg. he, got, he got the the five millimeter staples instead of the six millimeter staples that bastard What's wrong with him man <laughs> yeah if you want to talk about that then uh there's plenty of high rises you can work at absolutely <laughs> and i mean hey that's that's no, perfect yeah, that's... for plenty of people but yeah i i'm not one of them no yeah i, I do kind but... of miss, like being outside of the house sometimes yeah I'm sitting in front of a computer now which can be nice but yeah man those were fun days fun days for yeah, sure. absolutely so and i mean if we get we get back to that yeah and i mean if we get all the those guys on here like that could that could <laughs> be a fun episode like there's definitely uh, some stories to be had oh we will we will guys you just wait you just you wait just, see you just wait a hot second buddy <laughs> also we're gonna have some skits i'm gonna plan some skits because we did a little skit in the opening episode uh, and we haven't done one since, and I really want to do one. Uh, oh my god, dude, you were cracking me up. I f- yeah, I forgot about that. I've listened to that, and I was genuinely just cracking up. I'm like, god, these guys are such idiots. I love it. Yeah, I, <laughs> love doing, I love doing skits. Uh, that's one of the other things I wanted to make a big part of this show. So mm-hmm. we're going to, you know, things have been hectic for our uh, friend group, Surge, Cisco, me, in terms of, you know, having the time. Everyone's in different places right now, so... Um, yeah. after Serge gets married and stuff, we'll have the time. I'm just letting you guys know so you don't don't get anxious or anything. You know, we're we're coming with some skits. We're coming with some good quality content. So, uh, and we're gonna get the gang, everyone together for a huge, <laughs> uh, probably chaotic episode. Hey, I mean, those are the best ones, though, right? Hey, I mean, you never know what's gonna be said. What, there you go. what truths are gonna be revealed? What scandals are going to be uncovered? Uh, okay, I don't think we're that interesting. We don't we don't <laughs> got right. no crazy scandals or anything. I'm sure but... one of us has some dirt. I don't know. Eh, fair oh, enough. Man, Serge Serge has some. Hmm. Serge has seen some things. Oh, has he? <laughs> He's seen some things. I don't know. 
marriage will give him a new outlook on life and he'll be ready to just reveal the curtain yeah oh man he's gonna be a married man he'll, he'll, he'll be i'm different. interested to see if anything changes with him you know like yeah does does marriage change you does marriage make mm-hmm. you see things differently we'll or see. will he be or will he be just the exact same surge that we all know and love <laughs> yeah stay tuned yeah. and find out yeah. <laughs> in the next episodes of night oh, bites yeah. But yeah, the, thank you guys the, so all much. All the bites at, the, at night. All the bites at night. Matt, I want you to come up with a line real quick. Like some mm-hmm. night bites line. I said get right before the night. Say something clever. Alright. Well, if you want all the bites just before the night, tune in to Night Bites every week. And I, I actually I have no idea.